Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 98, the book, The Encounter and the Training, taking a closer look at how it all started. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. My name is Brian Holmes, and you have found the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams, activating destinies. Hey, we want to see you healed, your mind completely renewed and transformed, and ultimately, we want to see you discover all that God has created you to be. Going to be a very special program today. We're actually reflecting on some very important times in our life and looking forward to some things that are about to be launched. I trust that you're ready to enjoy this with us today. Let's get started, everybody. Well, as you can probably tell, my voice is not at 100%. And uh, I have been a little bit under the weather, I suppose. I hate to even confess that because I don't get sick. I just don't get sick. I'm so grateful that uh, God's blessed me with good health. And uh, man, maybe once every two or three or four years, I get a little bit of a something, something. And for whatever reason, I got kind of hammered this time. I just arrived home about a week and a half ago from overseas, a long three-week trip. And uh, on that particular trip, I did great. No health issues. It was an incredible trip, by the way. I hope to share some of that with you at some point in the near future. Uh, But uh, a few days after I got home, I got a little chesty, a little throaty, uh, and that sort of thing. And I've just been, uh, well, working my way out of it. So here we are, and I trust that you'll be patient with my voice today. But I am really excited. Hey, did you hear that this is episode number 98? Nine eight. We are two episodes away from the century mark. I I just can't believe it my own self, to be honest with you. It's kind of funny because uh, that's a lot of episodes, and it just seems like yesterday we launched the podcast, and my gosh, what an incredible journey it's been to this point, and I'm so delighted and so honored that we are sharing this journey with you. Well, today's program is going to be a very reflective one, and you've heard us over the years talk about the ties that bind. You've heard me mention that, I'm sure, time and time again. As most of you know, or many of you know, I've written uh, numerous curriculums and books and things of that nature, but the ties that bind is one of those pieces of work that that has a very real backstory, a real, uh, a real, I guess you need to really understand how this particular thing came to be. And over the years, so many wonderful things have transpired as a result of of the Ties That Bind book, the curriculum, and and the live events, things like that. Uh, But I tell you what, we're about to enter a brand new chapter as it relates to this work. And today on the program, what I want to do is I want to give you that backstory. I want to share with you some of the the unfolding that took place that brought about the teaching and the book and the content and the message that is the ties that bind. Some of what I'm going to share today is is going to be my personal story because it very much integrates with how this all came about. Some of what I'll share today 
will be the principles that we learned and the evolution of my perspective on them. You say, what do you mean the evolution? Well, as is the case with any new understanding, the longer that you walk it out, the more you understand. And sometimes your understanding becomes more clear or sometimes your understanding may even shift and change and morph a little bit because how you see it now is different than where you were, say, 10 years ago. All in all, I thought it might be interesting today for you to hear the story. And I want you to understand the why, my big why behind this powerful teaching, this powerful truth. It's an exciting time for us to take a look at this message. It's an exciting time for us to take the message to the world. And I, I just want to invite you right now to join me as we look back on the book, the encounter, and the training, how all of this really got started. Well, hopefully by now, many of you have taken the time to check out my story on the website. It's at brianholmes.com forward slash uh, ties that buy an overview, I believe. But it's just the ties that buy an overview. You can find a tab right on the front page of the site to click through to that. I have an 11-minute video there that shares some of what I'm going to share with you today. But I want to give you the backdrop in context. Uh, I was raised in a very powerful and wonderful home. Just a good set of parents, middle-income America, hardworking you know, mom at home, you know, cooking, cleaning, doing the deal, raising three kids, and uh, just a good family overall. And I was raised in a Christian home. My experience, quite honestly, and some of you will really relate to this, uh, I tell people that I was practically born on a church pew uh, because we were, our family attended church regularly. In fact, the denomination and the group that I grew up with, I mean, there must have been church services five times a week because it seems like every time I blinked, we were back in church again. And, and I don't begrudge that. In fact, it was, it was the foundation of a very great heritage for me, and I'm thankful for it. Uh, but in my early childhood, 11 years old, I experienced a very tragic and very difficult uh, abusive event. And that event really was the beginning of very difficult struggle. In fact, at 11 years old, a human being does not have the capacity or the capability to really know how to process such an event. Uh, the human brain is not even developed enough to, to know how to work through that in a healthy way. Then you add on top of that, that the religious background that I was raised in was very legalistic and very um, religious and very critical of people who had struggles or who had sin issues in their life, and uh, the culture, without being really taught directly, the culture was such that if a person had any type of a struggle in their life, they didn't talk about it. They didn't share it. They didn't confess it. They didn't bring it to the pastor. They didn't bring it to their parents. They didn't bring it to anybody. They just stuffed it away uh, because it was better not to talk about it than it was to bring it into the light, and of course, you already know how I feel about that. That's a very... Um, tragic approach to anything because what we confess can be healed. What we hide, well, it's it's really handed over to the powers of darkness to control, to manipulate, and to haunt us with. And for me, I was riddled with abuse 
and or excuse me with with shame and guilt concerning this abuse and and, and the corresponding behaviors that ensued as a result of having been violated and that just piled on more guilt more shame more condemnation more uh, more pressure on my self-esteem and it began to to suck away from me the life of God that was really in my life and the, the potential I began to see myself as someone who was unworthy and dirty and used goods and and not really good for anything and those struggles man they just began to compound because my behaviors became more prolific my my habits and addictions became much more of a struggle and throughout all of my adolescence throughout all of my my teenage years into high school and even my early adult life it was just a very difficult set of years now i want to i want to contrast that with this that during that same period of time i was very aware internally that i was born for greatness i i knew that i had the potential to be different to rise above to to actually make a significant contribution i had dreams literal dreams of me standing on stages and and impacting companies and corporations and crowds and churches and and stadiums i i saw all of this at a very early age but but i had god speaking to me concerning my potential and my destiny on one hand on the other hand i had the shame the guilt the 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 pain the hurt the unresolved nature of what was going on in my heart and these things were really causing a lot of problems well as many of you know i brought all of those things into my marriage and uh you know because when you're not healed and you get married you <laughs> you think that marriage is going to be the solution but in fact it only compounds the problem because two broken people cannot make a whole couple two broken individuals cannot possibly know what it is to know a healthy relationship because uh, we're fragmented we're broken there are things that are missing there are things that are shattered and there are things that are rough and that have not yet been resolved and so we bring those those qualities and those issues into our present state whether it's a marriage whether it's a business relationship whether it's a new job you know i, I find many people want to to fix their life by leaving a job and going to another job or leaving a church and going to another church or or leaving this relationship and bouncing over to another one and the truth is we're going to keep bouncing because we we're we're only running from the real issue and the real issue is one that's a matter of the heart and and that was me i brought all of the brokenness all the pain all the shame all the guilt all the condemnation and yes all the habits all the behaviors all the anger I brought all of that into my marriage, and to be honest with you, the first 11 years of my marriage was just very, very, very difficult. In 1999, my father passed away unexpectedly, very unexpectedly, and it was a very difficult time for me because I never had from my dad the kind of approval, the kind of affirmation that I had always longed for, and I, I had sought that out, and in, in, in with all my relationships, I was constantly seeking people's approval because somehow within me, I was not approved of. And I'm sure it all stems way back to the abuse. But I needed that from my dad, and, I, and he died before I got it. And that was a tipping point, because all the other struggles had, had grown and multiplied. All the other issues had become so powerfully impactful in my day-to-day -day life. And now, the one thing that I needed more than anything was gone.
That year, 1999, the year my dad passed away, was an exceptionally difficult year because things began to implode. I was By this time in my life, I was traveling all over the world with a great, great uh, man. We were ministering and working and, and doing great things, seeing great things happen, but internally I was dying. At that time in my life, I was on the pulpit of a church nearly every week, leading worship and leading services and ministering to people and doing the deal, but I would walk out of that environment and and instantaneously I would be transformed from this place of grace to this place of self-hatred and and just incredible shame and, and just an incredible piling in on oneself. Throughout the course of 99, numerous times, ladies and gentlemen, I considered it would just be easier if I would take my life. It would just be easier if I could check out. I cannot... I just can't tolerate this anymore. I can't deal with this anymore. That was where I was. It was crisis place. My wife and I had two beautiful kids, very young, three and one, three and infant, really. And I I suppose that maybe my love for those kids and my love for the, the opportunity to raise them and to pour into their lives somehow balanced out this, this crisis because I, I did not take my life, obviously. I did not check out. Toward the end of that year, we came across a program here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that didn't know anything about except for I knew a few people that had gone through it and had incredible, incredible results in their life. And I was like, ah, that's, that's, that's bogus stuff. That's no good. That's psychology, goofiness. That's, you know, that's new age. I, I was labeling it everything I could to avoid you know, the possibility of, of pursuing healing. By the first of 2000, I was at a place where... Something had to change, and I acquiesced reluctantly, by the way, but yet desperately. In April of 2000, I walked into a hotel ballroom with 40 or 45 other people who themselves were also at difficult places in their lives, but I went there for me. I didn't go there for them, and on the way in the door, I said to the Lord, I said, God, if you you can meet me here, I would greatly appreciate it because if you don't meet me here, and if I don't find the help that I desperately need here, I'm done. Well, as you probably know, that during the course of two or three weeks, going to two or three different uh, parts of this program, God completely shifted everything in my life and healed my marriage and began to, to open my understanding to some things that I never had seen before. In fact, it was the unfolding of truth. As my wife and I came out of this training, we became seekers of truth. We became seekers of understanding. We, we began to reflect over the course of our lives all the things that we had experienced and gone through. We began to reflect on the hundreds of churches that we had been in, that I had personally been in in my travels over the years. I, I began to think about the stories that I had heard and the things that I had observed Broken people, people who were deeply depressed and struggling, people who were addicted to all kinds of things, alcohol, prescription medications, pornography, broken marriages, broken families, poverty, the inability to succeed, people that could not hold on to money, people that could not could not figure out what to do with their life. They couldn't ever seem to get ahead. They were always struggling and these people, most of them were Christians. They were believers. During this season of my life, I, I began to look at 
all of the the scope of what I had observed to this point. And during my own healing process, I became angry. I, I did not understand how that if, if, the, if the gospel that we were peddling was all of that in a bag of chips, if it was really what we said it was, then why are all these people still broken, still struggling, still fragmented, still living beneath their potential, still somehow incapable or unable to break into the, the full expression of what it is that they can be and can accomplish and can do? I became angry and disillusioned as I considered how most churches preferred to keep things hidden or in the dark as, as opposed to fostering transparent and honest and safe environments for people you know, to, to reach out and to receive healing and to receive hope that they so desperately longed for. I had to struggle through this grieving process, which included a lot of anger. And I prayed and I asked God to help me. I, I felt guilty about being angry towards the church, you know, but eventually that began to shift and I began to become more determined in my pursuit of truth. I become became more determined to pursue having a heart to do something about this. I wanted to help people experience healing, the same healing that I was experiencing. My wife and I began to learn about the soul of man. We began to understand that that little compartment called the soul was where memories were held, where wounds, where disappointments, hurts, where our beliefs about life are held, those beliefs that are formed out of our experiences. We began to discover that this soul was an important part of our, our being, and we discovered that the condition of our soul actually determines the health and the strength of every area of life. My finances will only be as healthy as my soul. My health, my, my physical health can only be as healthy as my soul. My marriage, my relationships, my business, my career, every area of my life is dependent on my soul being healthy. It's a great principle you, we find in 3 John verse 2. It says, I, I want you guys to be in health and to prosper in every single area of your life proportionate to how your soul prospers. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You mean to tell me that the, the litmus test, the measuring stick for every area of my life is the health of my soul? Yes, that's what we discovered. I began to realize that most churches, most religious institutions focus primarily on the spiritual side of things. We, we love to pontificate and preach about things that address spiritual matters and, and salvation and all of this, but rarely do you hear pastors and leaders talking about this place called the soul. As my wife and I continued our journey, we were challenged to learn that there were forces at work in our lives that literally govern the outcomes we experience. What do you mean forces, Brian? Well, there's all kinds of things, but specifically, these are, are connections that are made in the soul. I often refer to them as soul ties. And soul ties are simply emotional and spiritual connections that cause you and I to be impacted by the will, the mind, the emotions in other people or with maybe places or even things. Now, not all soul ties are bad, but the unhealthy ones can literally destroy your life. 
We have to isolate those. We have to identify those. We have to address those and deal with them because an unhealthy emotional or spiritual connection can literally limit your ability to move into the things that you have the potential to realize. You know, many of us are tied to old relationships. We're tied to old sexual encounters, old church associations, old business or job associations, past failures, addictions, emotional liabilities, rejection. They're just, there's all kinds of things that we are tethered to. There's actually an emotional chain, a literal chain that binds us to the memories and the negative energy that was and or is associated with that event, with that person or with that place or with that thing. You know, I've shared with you my story, but let me give you another piece of that concerning the soul tie thing. You know, in my teenage years, I dated a girl. I was very, very close to her. We were never sexually active, but I, I had a very unhealthy relationship with her and with her family. And they were a great family, by the way. Uh, they were incredible people. They were kind to me. They were in so many ways a blessing in my life. But there was enough dysfunction there. There was a lot of dysfunction there. And the basis on which our relationship was was founded was very unhealthy. It was, it was manipulative. It was controlling. It was abusive in some ways. And that relationship was, was so strong in my life. And as we began to walk out this understanding of soul ties, that was one of the things that popped up. Oh my gosh, there are things that are taking place in my life today that are a direct result of this unhealthy connection I still have here. Even though I was no longer in day-to-day relationship with this family, the point is there was an emotional and a spiritual connection that was causing results and outcomes in my life that were not good. Other areas like religious ideas and mindsets. You can have even theologies and ideologies and philosophies that that were born out of your religious upbringing or maybe a mindset that you adapted as, as a child based on the the particular group or denomination you came up with. And sometimes those ideas can now be limitations rather than ideas that are serving your forward progress. And And I had to deal personally with religious ideas and mindsets in this soul arena. There was some spiritual abuse and manipulation issues that I had to deal with. Because of the struggles I had sexually, there were several connections from sexual contact and experiences that I had that I had to deal with because those soul ties, those connections were actually still impacting me. You say, Brian, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that even when I get saved, those things aren't dealt with? Salvation is a redemptive act or a redemptive process that affects the spirit of man. It redeems us back to God. But that alone does not heal wounds from the past. It does not necessarily sever the connections that we have associated ourselves with. And the reason for this is because God does not violate our will. We have to willingly bring those things to him in order for them to be severed and healed. And we haven't been taught that, hey, we've got to go back and unpack some things. We've got to go back and undo some things. We've got to untether ourselves from these old associations and do so willingly. And there's a very simple process that we teach in the Ties That Bind how to do that. I'll never forget one of the big moments in this soul tie thing for me happened when I was attending a a church leadership conference in San Antonio, Texas. 
and we were in the middle of an evening session and it was you know one of those moments when the person on the platform turns or he says to us you know hey everybody just greet somebody standing near you and and tell them you're glad to see them here tonight and i just turned around you know instinctively like i was going to greet somebody and standing right directly behind me literally the seat behind me was the young lady that i dated for four or five years in high school of course both of us were older now and we had moved on and and but this was after my wife and I were walking out this healing process and learning these things. And interestingly enough, she said to me, she said, her first greeting was, hi, how are you? And then she goes, we need to talk. I said, okay. Her husband was with her, and of course, I knew her husband very well. And the next day, we met. And she began to share with me the things that God had been dealing with her about related to soul tie. She goes, do you know what a soul tie is? I said, I, <laughs> actually, yes, I do. She goes, well, I've been struggling because there's such a strong soul tie between with me toward you that these are the things that I'm dealing with. And she named a number of things that shocked me. These were deep things. These were very real things. They were, these were things that were destroying her life, her marriage, and, and were no doubt in some way impacting me. And so that day, we, we there together in a way resolved that and set, we put a sword in the sand and said, no, this is it. This is the deal. We renounced those things and dealt with them. Because you see, friends, soul ties can have far-reaching impact long after time has passed. No matter where you've moved, you know, you might be 1,500 miles away and 15 years removed from a relationship. If you've not really gone into the heart level and dealt with this thing, then that thing is still dealing with you. Well, through this process, we began to walk out more and more healing. In 2004, my wife and I were pastoring a church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I felt like it was time to teach on this soul tie issue. And so I began a series, and I, it, over the course of about eight or ten weeks, I did six or seven sessions, and I was literally not prepared for what happened, because as we began to teach what is now the ties that bind, people's lives were being turned inside out in a very beautiful way, because God was inviting us on a journey to begin to bring these things into the light and to fundamentally deal with them so that we could walk out wholeness, walk out healing, walk out our full potential, experience all that he had for us and really come into prosperity and blessing and, and effectiveness in every area of our life. But we were chained previously to these old connections. Man, it was a, you know, today we talk about videos going viral. This teaching went viral. This thing exploded from what I thought was just going to be a great teaching series to something that was life-altering for hundreds and hundreds of people that year. We, of course, produced those CDs, and I began to put those on my table for sale when I would speak at various events. And so the teaching began to get out there, and people began to call and to write and to email, and it just began to grow and grow and grow. And then in 2007, we published the book, The Ties That Bind, based on the same teaching. And to date, we've sold over 10,000 copies of that book in more than 12 nations and I can't tell you what just a broad-reaching impact that season and what was birthed out of that season had and continues to have in so many lives. We've been conducting live, intensive healing encounters called The Ties That Bind since 2006. We've done, I don't know how many of those, many, many, many. Thousands upon thousands of people have experienced this little thing called The Ties That Bind, and it's become a force of truth 
And we know that the scripture tells us that you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, you want to know the best part about all this right now for me? The best part for me is that we're about to take this training to another level. (laughs) I am so excited. And not only do I feel like that we're just getting started, and and look, 10,000 books, that's a lot of books, but it's not a lot of books. Uh, Dozens and dozens and dozens of seminars, that's great. The CD's gone all over the world. The MP3's all over the world. That's all wonderful, and I'm so grateful for all of that. But you know what? I believe we've just scratched the surface. I, I feel it's a big part of my mission right now to expand the reach of this message all over the world. What does that look like? What is it... What does it, you know, what does it feel like? Well, a couple things. One, we're definitely going to be doing more and more of the live intensive encounter weekends where we get with a group of people in a seminar format and we go through the process one, two, three, four, five, and six, and we walk people through the discovery, the release, and the healing process of breaking the ties that bind. We're going to be training teams to administer the ties that bind training in a more of a facilitation environment through DVD curriculums. I'm going to be training trainers to multiply my efforts in taking the live encounters around the world. All these things are in our plans and I'm so excited about it. What I'm most excited about in this moment is that coming in September, just right around the corner, we're going to be releasing the entire video training process in an online format where anyone I mean anyone, if they have computer, a tablet, a phone, a smartphone where they have internet access, anyone can actually plug into this training and experience it for themselves. We're living in an age, ladies and gentlemen, where the internet has leveled the playing field. What one person, what would have taken one person 10 years to accomplish just 10 years ago now can be done in a day. Because technology, and there's a lot of downfalls to the technology thing. Believe me, I have my my qualms with a lot of it. But we're going to use the technology that exists to take a message of healing, to take a message of hope, to take a message of restoration, to take a message of of releasing you into your potential, to take a message of, of destiny to a world that I believe is so broken, so fragmented, so hurting, so confused, so disillusioned. And whether you're a Christian or not, this teaching's for you. Whether you have accepted Christ in your life or not, I promise you, principles, when applied, will transform your life. And these are simply principles. Yes, I'll tell you right up front, they're taught from a biblical worldview, from a biblical basis, but they are principles. And I believe with all my heart, they'll help you. They'll help your family members. They'll help your friends They'll help your pastor, the leaders in your church. They'll help the leaders in your corporation, your managers, your your key salespeople. They will help people because principles are proven and they do work. So in September, we're going to be launching the Ties That Bind online training program. Now, this is going to be a limited beta launch. And I say limited because we're not doing a massive launch sequence like most product launches go through. In fact, we're going to be sharing this with our Strategic Living podcast audience, that's you, you'll have access to this. The people that subscribe to our website, to our blog, to our Monday Mastery videos, those will have access to it. And there are a few select groups who have been waiting for this course now for several months, and they're going to be included in the process now, and it's going to be, registration is going to be open to them. 
Now listen, just the course by itself normally retails for about 147, but during the beta launch we're going to we're going to do way better than that. In fact, we're going to be offering about $400 worth of courses and materials and things to go along with it, but we're going to make this available for $97. It's going to include the access to the videos, the, it's going to of course you're going to get a physical copy of my book. We're going to mail that to you. We're going to provide you a digital PDF copy of the study guide, the transcripts of the program, all the audio sessions, and bonus course, and so much more. Just, we're just going to unpack it. <laughs> we're going to have a great time. But I wanted to share with you today the backstory of this. And just know this, this program is about to be launched, and you, because you're a listener here, will have access to it. I also want to mention to you, just briefly, as by way of announcement, that I'm going to be doing a Ties That Bind intensive encounter in Orlando, Florida on September the 19th. Uh, this is going to be with my great friend, Dr. Mark Sharona, who's been a guest on this program. We've already been to his uh, ministry there and done one of these about a year and a half ago. We're going back again because of how powerful the impact was, and we're going to have even more people joining us there. And I, I would invite you to join us. If you want more information about that, you'd like to join us there in Orlando. If you're anywhere in the Orlando or Central Florida area, you should just be there, period. But go to brianholmes.com forward slash Orlando to find out more about that. Well, that's a little bit about how the ties that bind has come to be. And I wanted to share it with you before we launch this course, because I just, I just felt like there's a little bit of a surge coming now. And, and this message is about to be be launched in a different kind of a way all over the world. And I'm so thankful and so grateful that you're a part of it. If you have not personally experienced this training, I want to encourage you to do it. It will be a significant blessing in your life. It will shift things. It will change things. It will move you to another level. And I invite you to be a part of it. Well, you can find all of the links, show notes, and information we've discussed today for this episode at brianholmes.com forward slash 098. That's brianholmes.com forward slash 098. We would very much love to hear from you. Hey, engage with us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, all these places, Facebook especially. We would love to hear from you, your comments, questions, your input. Whatever you want to say about these subjects and these matters we talk about here on the podcast. I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. And while you're there, if you wouldn't mind helping us, leave us a rating, a star rating, and also a review that helps us to be more visible in iTunes so that more people can find out about what we're doing here at brianholmes.com. Well, I trust something we share with you today has challenged you that where you are is not where you're going and, and where you've been is not where you have to remain. There is something great for you in your life. It's just ahead. You may have to go through some processes. You may have to deal with some things, but we're here for you and we want to help you do just that. I believe in you and I believe there's greatness in you. I believe there's so much more potential that you've not yet realized and we want to see you fulfill your unique purpose and destiny right now in this lifetime. Well, until next time, God bless you, we love you, we believe in you, and we trust you'll join us here again very, very soon at brianholmes.com. Take care.